I V M. Contracts, invoices, and lawyers. Three things every person in the media space is wary of. More than people in other spaces, but everybody is wary of. Getting a lawyer also ends up being at the fag end of everyone's priority list. I, for one, was as guilty as many to think that I don't really need one, or rather, why pay for it? But what I've come to discover over the years is that for any sphere, and especially creative spaces, where what we create isn't something you can hold in your hand. To have someone who understands and can advise you on complexities and realities of your rights, your guardrails, and your general understanding of so many aspects, what you can and can't do is priceless. Especially with the content max world of today, with platforms, creators, artists, agencies, global, local, all diving into the same pool of madness that we're all creating, it's important to make sense of things. That's why I'm super happy to have Priyanka Khimani of Anand and Anand and Khimani on the show today. Not just for her experience with being legal counsel with so many varied artists, creators, production houses, directors, etc., etc., but also because she gets both sides of the equation of legal and creative needs. This is advertising is dead, and I'm Varun Dugirala, co-founder and corner chief for the Glitch. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Advertising is Dead. We're with Priyanka Khimani from Anand Anand and Khimani. If I got that pronunciation right, I always check in the beginning of every episode. <laughs> yes, you got that right, and you got the firm's name right. <laughs> yes, correct. So, you know, you and I have bumped into each other many times at this lovely conference called All About Music, right? Yes. And, and I know that Tarsim calls all of us to kind of have these conversations from different perspectives around music. I've always found interest. I initially was a little. Uh, I was thinking, like, why is a legal person there? But the more I've actually thought about it, it makes so much sense because all media, all entertainment is actually first a legal thing. It's it's beyond everything else, isn't it? Thank you. This is music to my ears, literally. <laughs> no, but I think a lot of people are like, why is she in this room for this conversation? And I think increasingly, as we're sort of doing different things and. Uh, different types of IPs being created, which is really what entertainment is about, or yeah, media yeah. business is about. You'll find me pretty much in every room, every conversation, and I think it's it's fun. And like you said, it is important because it really that's that's the heart of it. That's where it all starts yeah. from. But traditionally, we've never really had. I don't think India really ever was concerned about um, copyright, piracy, IP. I remember there was a time when you could use uh, or not use. You could be. Uh, Uh, inspired by anything, and you could just make it yours. I think uh, are those days done, or is still pretty much there? To a large extent, done. But even then, I think once every week, I have a YouTuber coming and saying, "Why was my cover version struck down?" and just refusing to understand that you could not have done it without a license. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, these are basics, right? And and and. But also, I understand where people come from because honestly, like nine years ago when we started Glitch, I one of the the I, the lowest priority was to ever find legal counsel. I've read all contracts for the first five six years of Glitch, and and over time, I, I, I believe I'm quarter lawyer because I can <laughs> read those clauses now quite quickly uh, and understand them and give uh, comments. But it is something that most people say, okay, do I really need it if I'm a Let's say I'm a creator. I'm a writer. Why do I need to understand legalities? You know, you're absolutely right, Varun. I think it—it's just really—it's the lowest of priorities. 
for any production house, media company, advertising agency, what have you, even an artist, right? Uh, that why do I need to go to a lawyer? Or I can just read it and it's a piece of paper, I'll sign it. I think a lot of people have learned, unfortunately, had to learn their lessons the hard way. Yeah. And then going forward, you it's realize... just a piece of paper is interesting because people want smaller contracts. They don't want uh, larger. Everyone, one pager. One if page. I had a rupee for every time someone said, yeah. I need a one pager. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, unfortunately... Uh, fortunately or unfortunately there is a reason we have contracts there is a reason that piece of paper holds some importance in keeping yeah, two yeah. parties together in yeah. a relationship yeah. um, and I don't think anyone can undermine the importance of of that piece of paper and I think increasingly as um, as things grow as businesses grow as IPs are evolving you know you have investors coming in there's a lot of money at stake in all of this right yeah. um, I think people are slowly starting to realize that at the very least I need to have a set of legalized look at this but again like I said I think what happens is between the creative community and the legal community the Mm -hmm. creative head wants complete freedom don't tell me what not to do and then the legal person is saying that "Mm -mm, you know you have to toe the line you can do this but not do this and you know you're trying to constantly get your client to do things within the four walls of what you think the law permits them to do but I think really the, the key is and perhaps I Uh, I'd like to believe that I maybe get it a little more than the others is because I've been on the creative side. Exactly, yeah. Right, so I know that, okay, at the end of the day, two things are important. You need to get the deal done. The last thing anyone wants is that a deal doesn't go through because of their lawyer. Right, that's that's horrible. Um, And number two is that I think you constantly need to think outside of the box, not creatively, but legally, on how to make that happen. Yeah, true. Life, honestly, I don't think. Uh, I think we all. I think problem largely also comes from the fact that uh, we've all watched too much Suits. <laughs> uh, watching Suits has, I think, I don't think it's done a good thing to the legal community because I think the expectations always is that your, your lawyer will walk in like Harvey Specter. My Spectre, lawyer is Harvey Specter, uh, yeah. and will throw one piece of paper, slam it on the table, and then that person and say three lines and they sign and go. Unfortunately, uh, it doesn't work like that. At I've, all. I've I've yet to meet a, a lawyer who uh, is. In any way like that. <laughs> oh, and who gets the job done? I don't think they'll get the job done if we do that way. No, not at all. And uh, I, it is a process. You know, very often we'll come to, we'll have clients who'll come and say that, uh, I've sent us a contract, can you look at it? And we'll say, yes, okay, we'll look at it. Hmm. How soon can you reply? Will you send it to me in one hour? And it's just not possible, right? And today you have WhatsApp groups, you have people who send me contracts on WhatsApp. Full saying, disclosure, I, I, I am one of those clients. <laughs> Full disclosure. <laughs> it's like it's like someone going to a music composer and saying, "Abhi chahiye, ek ghante mein dhun bana ke do." You know, you like we were just talking about a little earlier, right? Uh, and this is uh, a, a, a quote I love from uh, my commercial head's uh, desk, which says, "Jaldi sasta aur achha tino mangi shakmila mat karna." I think that is the, that's going to become the tagline of Anand Anand and Kimani. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true you you can't you can't deliver quality legal work yeah. uh, if that's the attitude and i think unfortunately what happens is a lot of because again the creative business doesn't really understand the importance of having good legal advice yeah. having sound yeah. legal advice yeah. um, it's it's not uh, unusual for them therefore to expect that okay i'm going to get this and also the the mindset is that most contracts are a copy paste job. Like, how is this taking you so yeah, long? Right? Yeah, yeah. copy paste to karna hai. Exactly, You know, yeah. change kar do. So often I'll have people come and yeah. tell me, Haan, sir, naam change kar do, amount dal dena and then send it to me. Yeah. But I can tell you this, Varun, in so many years of my practice now, I haven't seen the same contract ever, even for the same client. 
So if I represent yeah, a music composer, every film to film to film, the contract is different, yeah. right? So um, and the other thing is just like I tell all creative souls, you know, creativity is a process. For me, yeah. that's what being a lawyer is. It is yeah. my art. Yeah. I need to be. I need to think. Also, I am conscious of the fact that today, whatever I'm advising, some a bunch of other things develop depend on it. It's going to have yeah. a cascading effect, and I can't give off the cuff advice. Yeah, yeah, and. And talking about creativity, that's where you started off, right? I think you yes. briefly mentioned that, and and you started off writing at the age of fifteen for for television. That's the, right. Yeah. I wrote my first show called Tamanna House when I was fifteen. Yeah. Before that, actually, I I used to I grew up doing a lot of theatre. So mm-hmm. I did a lot of Marathi theatre, Hindi theatre. I yeah. used to be a part of a Hindi street theatre group. A bunch of the people from that group are really accomplished television actors today. Uh-huh. And yeah, that's how I realized that more than being on stage, I sort of enjoyed being back stage and mm. making changes and you know yeah, doing my yeah. own little tweaks and yeah the first show happened for Z mm. and after that I did a whole bunch of assisting gigs and you know was on, practically spent most of my college years being on a set yeah did you enjoy it? television I loved it if I didn't have a Guju mom yeah. uh, who thought that the only career was engineering <laughs> or medicine I probably would be a copywriter today I actually interestingly also wrote for radio for a, for, for a while yeah and you did that writing gig for a for a bunch of years, and then for eventually stumbled. And is that why do you think you're? Because entertainment law per se, I don't think was they were lawyers. I don't think there was an entertainment law piece. There was Not never. At all. They an don't IP even teach piece. it in teach it in school. I mean, now yeah. some law schools have one module that they'll yeah. put together, but no entertainment as a as as a practice area in itself, I think has not has evolved only now. And that's how you kind of stumbled onto your your first most illustrious the story which I've read repeatedly <laughs> when I was doing my research for so this was was, was Lata Mangeshkar was your yes. first client yes that's right yeah and I think it's 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 just beautiful how two worlds come together all the years that I wrote I would that's write like legend for... status at, at, at first stage right? <laughs> absolutely and this is I mean this is you know one of the first suits moments in my life yeah. right uh, but it's all the years of writing some good some bad I mean, you know how it is, yeah, right? Yeah, an yeah. assistant writer, you're yeah, like on yeah, set at yeah, times, really just sort of taking somebody's dictaphone and translating it. it. Yeah, yeah. So did all of that. And there have been times that I've filled in as a hair double, as a body double, because you know, I'd be yeah. assisting somebody. They'd yeah. be like, hey, you know, can you're we have your person, co-writer yeah, yeah. come and do this and fill in? So you do all of that. And my my folks really never saw the point in doing it. It was a huge disappointment because, you know, you've been this illustrious student in uh, school, college, you studied biotechnology. So it's almost frowned upon that, yeah. oh God, my daughter is doing yeah, this. Yeah, like, I was asked like, a, I, I was an engineer and someone <laughs> told my, uh, I remember telling my mother that, oh, your, your son's working in television. He's an engineer, no? So it was almost like, a, oh, I'm feeling bad that this exactly, person's an engineer. Yeah, and engineer. I think for my mom, that social stigma was way too much that, yeah. you know, my trophy daughter is doing this. So anyway, but I think... Uh, all of those years of writing really resulted in this practice. So Lata Mangeshkar came to me because of the person that I was assisting for a long, long time. And mm-hmm. they said that all he knew is that, you know, now his prodigy, his bacha has now become a lawyer, yeah. uh, wanted to do IP. So saying, this is the problem and can you help? And, you know, the next thing I knew is that we had Lata Mangeshkar as a client and she's actually been there with me all these years, yeah. continues to be a client even today. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's been an amazing journey. And and then you went from there, and and then you, you know the the roster of clients became on the, people on the entertainment side, be it uh, musicians, uh, be it 
directors etc did you see the fact that uh, some parts must be constant right? uh, that a lot of them the, the problems they were facing were similar in many cases where it would be ip copyright infringement all stuff that or getting one pages or getting one pages and all stuff that is associated with the way we have always functioned but I, but i think the internet and, and the global brands kind of coming in has changed that world right it's changed i think changes for everybody in that sense tremendously i think there are so many different practices that have evolved and more and more as you see all of these dsps as we call it right your digital service providers you have so many streaming services you've got the Netflixes and Amazons of the world coming in and I think with that the practice is is just interesting to see how they adapt to local markets and how local markets adapt to them Uh, so I think it's become very challenging to also for me as a lawyer to keep evolving myself there are so many times that I'll talk constantly to a bunch of international lawyers see what's happening in their world what's different how do we adapt that here into India and like I said the goal always is that you need to get the deal done and do it in the most efficient manner that suits your client if you're a person in the media and internet space and this I think is, is an important question a lot of times you might not be able to afford a lawyer uh, or you might feel like that again like last this thing what are the things that you should really look like what should you keep in mind when you when someone gives you a contact okay fine I'm contacting you to be a professional I'm not asking you free advice this is, <laughs> but uh, in the sense that it's it's about Okay, I need to at least make sure these things are kosher. Yeah, look, it happens all the time. Then it breaks my heart when we have, you know, talented, creative people come to us. And I understand that it is an expense. And more so, it's an expense that A, no one budgets for. And B, they feel that it's not worth it. Yeah. Now I can't change that anytime yeah. soon. Basically, कुछ नहीं होगा. Exactly, and I keep equating it to you yeah. know when you go to a doctor, don't you pay for every consultation? Exactly. But I, I don't think it's a concept that people understand yeah. applies yeah. to yeah. lawyers here in India. But I'd say at the at the bare minimum, right? You need to. There are a bunch of things. So for example, I'd say if if I'm an artist, you need to look at. Um, territory what is where are you rendering your services yeah. for how long are you going yeah. to be doing yeah. this uh, indemnity indemnity yeah. is a thing that everyone fights on whether yeah. it's an yeah. artist it's a company yeah. whosoever it's yeah. one of the last points that always goes down to the wire I think other, you know smaller things like payment schedule no one thinks that payment schedule is an issue right yeah. you are just interested in locking the amount but yeah. when is that amount coming to you yeah. is it always Which going to come invoices to are so bad right? In, literally people find <laughs> like a template of, of MS Word and they end up using that I, the amount of times I've seen that MS Word template as invoices so here's a fun thing that I end up doing in a lot of workshops that I do mm. uh, where I create uh, I have two invoices one's a du- both are dummy invoices but one has like all sorts of minefields in it and mm. the other one is really closer to what you should ideally be sending out yeah. and it's fun to see how many people will be convinced that the first one yeah. which in fact has yeah. all the minefields like this is accurate what's what's yeah. so wrong about this and it's it's exactly what you said that I found I took it from a friend who took it from a friend who took it from a friend yeah. but I think they're really small things like what happens if you're dropped midway from the show do you still get paid yeah. if yes how much are you getting paid exactly and I think one of the last things is really governing yeah. law and jurisdiction right yeah. tomorrow if there is a lawsuit where are you going to litigate with this yeah. other person and parties don't read it yeah. um, and at the end of it when we have to move court you realize that wait a minute I'm sitting here in Bombay but it looks like I might have to go all the way to Chennai to sue this person yeah, and get yeah, my money yeah. Um, so these are really small things. Yeah, I remember seeing that once in a contract that the uh, jurisdiction would be in, in Singapore. And I was like, one second, there's no way I'm going to fly down to do it, even if something ever comes up. So that has to change, right? I think, yeah, yeah people, people... And f- a lot of it is logical. Yeah. 
and yeah like i said quarter lawyers i've read these things <laughs> i, 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 I really actually have a thumb rule and this yeah. is something that i tell all the lawyers in my team yeah. that if a lay person reads your contract and doesn't understand it there's something wrong with the way you're drafting yeah. it and i think that for me is the thumb much, rule much of good drafting language in- it and long 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 sentences yeah. you know it's just got like multiple commas but like an entire paragraph is actually one sentence but to me that's poor drafting I'm so happy that there's a lawyer who says this because I think the biggest problem with everybody and whenever I tell someone you should read a contract it's like this language is just too, too hardcore. Co- yes, I mean not withstanding blah, 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 sub, but subject to blah 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 but save and accept blah 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 it, it can't go on like that. Or there are people like, like a, a, a certain uh, lawyer who some of the people someone in my office contacted for a job and uh, for, to look at a contract and he came back with a response to be sent to the client saying how dare you perform this atrocity or something <laughs> like that and i was like no 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 we are not sending this to but i think a lot of lawyers are um, are guilty of being needlessly aggressive mm. at times and um, i'm not saying that i haven't been that at times when it's absolutely required but again i i think there's just that stereotype right that yeah. lawyers must be aggressive to get the yeah. deal done but more often than not i found that it's actually tact yeah. that helps you get the deal done yeah. also i think contracts have gotten a lot more complex in the sense that before it was simple right? it was very one on one contracts i think the amount of tri quadruple and how many party contracts were are coming up now because um, there are brands there are agencies like us there are production companies there are artists everybody is kind of doing stuff together which means the contracts involve either their multiple contracts or their contracts yeah. which are you know it's like you you're trying to build a a, a, a a is it a would i call it a prenup for a joint family i don't know if you want to call it that <laughs> really, i like that yeah uh, in especially in those cases uh, what's the balance there right i mean I, I it's a very generic question to ask but i but many times i found the fact that there's a the understanding of balance over there it becomes a little bizarre look okay let me let me put it this way right i think just like in any organization yeah how much hierarchy you want how much structure you want really boils down to the leaders of that organization yeah. right i think it's the same when it comes to entering into documentation yeah. it's it's really that you'll find two different you'll find two extremes yeah. there's one set of organizations or people who will think that look i want simple linear contracts mm. i don't need it with the whole world if one person for me can be the center of this transaction i will go by his reps and warranties yeah. that okay everything else back end will be taken care of by yeah. this person as far as i am concerned i am liaising only with person a mm. however there are others who will want to micromanage and therefore you feel that no i am not good enough with just yeah. person a doing it i want to also enter into that same kind of person b c d and everyone down that food chain Different so reps and warranties for people who don't understand. <laughs> okay, reps and warranties are representations and warranties. It's basically, simply put, it is whatever you are representing and saying to the other side as being true. So today, ah. if I create a piece of work for you and I make a representation that yeah. hey Varun, yeah. whatever I'm giving to you is original and yeah. is not infringing somebody else's rights, mm. that is a representation I make to you. So tomorrow, if there's a breach, you yeah. could sue me for yeah. that breach. See, you can explain that well because you also script write at one point. I think all <laughs> lawyers need to go through script writing workshops. I think uh, all and, entertainment and, and, lawyers need to have worked in the business. This yeah. is something I say to every young lawyer who comes to me and asks. All creative people also zone out 
very quickly when they're reading. I've, I've tried to make creative people read, and I, I'd call myself part creative, which is why I can read contract. <laughs> but I see your creative people make them read a contract by line three. They have zoned out. They cannot deal with it. Like I can I see that that, that uh, eyes of death happening in terms of just that. that. <laughs> but I think it's important. I think it's important for them to understand what they're signing up for, especially now, um, uh, because before it was standardized. Uh, I wouldn't call them standardized artists, but I would say right. now with with the digital piece, with stuff that's happening online, etc. If I was, for instance, a YouTuber, mm-hmm. um, and and to understand, like you said earlier, legal rights in that sense, how has the IP world changed for me? IP or copyright in that sense, and in what would, it's, what it's, can I do? What can I? What can't I do? It's changed phenomenally, right? I mean, we had the copyright amendment in 2012, and even now. Over six years later, we're still reeling with understanding what that amendment said. And I have a joke where I tell people, I think the amendment needs an amendment. Yeah. Uh, but I think so much has evolved yeah, in terms of just what you can do, cannot do. There's so much more clarity. Uh, there are so many parameters. There are so many lines to toe. And I hate yeah. to say it because yeah. I understand that, you know, as, as creative people, you don't want to be shackled. Yeah. But at the same time, I think the big upside is that there is so much more revenue. You yeah. have to understand that each time there is a new method of exploiting something that you created. Yeah. It's a new revenue stream. And ultimately, yeah. the content creator whether it's the artist whether it's the writer whether uh, it's the performer every person has a piece of gets a piece of the pie or well at least they should get a piece of the pie so I think to that effect you do see a lot of changes happening and I'm not saying this specific to India I'm saying this world over and I mean look at the YouTube revenue share model or look at the uh, streaming revenue that comes out of all your music streaming apps and I think never before has there have been so many multiple avenues of revenue that could come to a creator than yeah. they exist today. Yeah. And music seems to be a particular uh, focus. I think, is, is it a personal focus? Because I think that's where I've I've seen you largely, yeah. um, I would say, in public perception, uh, yes. focused on. Um, <laughs> is, there a, is there a specific reason why? So there are entertainment lawyers and there are entertainment lawyers, mm. but there are very, very, very few who understand music law, mm. right? So broadly, all of it is classified as intellectual property. Yeah. But when it comes to music, it is so, so specific because all said and done, Understanding copyright in music is by far one of the most complicated legal pieces there is today in the business. There are multiple rights. There are multiple derivatives that come out of one song or just one piece of music or a simple line. And really everything is an extension of that one original piece that was first created. Hmm. So I remember just uh, a a few months ago, we ran into the situation where I represent um, a very popular artist, singer-songwriter who will write as well as perform those songs. And there was just one line which this person thought was okay to use as the beginning of his next piece of work. Hmm. Right? Because that was the style of writing. Most of his works is a continuation of where he left off the previous piece. And he thought, it's okay, what you know, why is this so wrong? And when he wrote the next song, this just one line obviously became like a center, like the main crux of that other song. And we had the person who already to whom he'd already assigned rights of the first piece of work saying, "Mm mm-mm. 
I'm not okay with this. Yeah. You so what if it's just one line? And I had a situation where my client, the author, just couldn't fathom how can anyone have a problem with just one line? It's just yeah. four words. Yeah. But that's what it is, right? And that's there why used you to be need that to seven second, ten second rule. Oh, for the oh my God! Whoever started this, I want to find that I, person. My entire my them. entire time in thirty seconds, in fifteen seconds. You can use any track you want <laughs> for ten seconds. It, it's allowed, and, and that was that's the first thing I learned uh, every, when I first came to television. Every second of infringement is infringement. Yeah, that's that's the that's the golden rule. But there was a time you could just do this, and there that is more, never a time so where you a, could it's, it's do it. It's an urban music myth. It's it's just nonsense. Never under Indian copyright law has there been any duration of time yeah. where the law says that it's okay to not seek a license. No, so you it's can't absolute take a line. Nonsense. You can't take anything. Not you can't even take one a line. Of- nothing. <laughs> there are certain degrees. Where it is exempt, I will not get into that and say, ah, this is how lawyers complicate this. There's always a but. <laughs> as long as people don't go to archives or certain things I might have done before my time had glitched, then I, I, I think uh, I, whoever will have to get sued will get sued. I, I'm not party to those things. I want to stick on to music. I want to talk more okay. about that. But but before we do that, I think it's time to, for us to take our first break and we'll be right back with Advertising is Dead. Welcome back to Advertising is Dead with Priyanka Kimani and we were talking about music and music rights and laws and the and the notorious 10 second rule uh, <laughs> right now every I can I can think of a hundred people who are listening to this and saying one second I not one second 10 seconds I have used 10 seconds of, of songs so many times so yeah and I'm going to go beyond that one but I think mm. for music especially it's complicated because each market's different right? I think in India and, and you've spoken about this about how yeah. publishing how this, the difference in publishing houses and uh, and record labels is is and, and artists is it's a, it's a very bizarre mixture of things so the first fundamental thing right where I think India differs from a lot of other western countries for that matter mm. is that Typically, you have in the Western countries, you have a publisher and you have a record label. And they're more often than not two completely separate persons or entities. In India, it's all rolled into one. And I think that's the beginning of a lot of complication. Because they're from a strict copyright point of view, they're two two completely different sets of rights. Hmm. So think of any song in your head. Give me, think of an item number. Okay, let's say Fevi calls it, chalo, for lack of a better example, right? Now, it must have a basic melody. Don't think of the final song that you're hearing. It has a basic melody. Yeah. And then it has lyrics. Yeah. Right? That is separate copyright. That is what you call as underlying works and that's what publishers will deal with. Yeah. Okay? The final product that you hear on radio, on TV, on your streaming apps, that's what you call the master or the Ah. sound, master sound recording. Yeah. And think of it logically, right? Why master? Because there is... In the studio, one master was made and then you'll make copies of that master, right? Which is why you have a different person who deals with the master and a different person who deals with the melody or the lyrics. Mm. Now, let's take one step ahead. I'm a YouTuber and I want to do do another take on this song. Yeah. Right, I want to adapt it. Yeah. Now, when I want to adapt it, I can't. I don't need the master because yeah. what can I? A master is a master. It's just one copy. Yeah. I can make copies of it. Yeah. I want to actually go back and revisit the melody yeah. or the lyrics, which yeah. is why I need to go to the publisher. Yeah. So there are traditionally two different sets of rights. In India, hmm. it's one entity. So we only who have manage, record labels who manage both, who control a hundred percent of both, and I think that really is the heart of where a lot of the confusion, overlap starts. Uh, And I think this really is the fundamental 
problem in uh, music copyright and why it's so complicated is because people don't understand rights. Yeah. And this is just like a. Yes, I, I mean, believe I, that they never really could do anything about it. What does that mean? I think initially we we're not generally a. a, a and i'm not trying to be pessimistic but mm. i'm saying that generally as a country we don't really value laws as much or we don't feel that things exactly. really get done so today where you are is really a problem of your own doing yeah. right is yeah. what i tell people even as on date after all of this all of this massive amendment and a bunch of people lobbying to have the law changed and you know to get a society back on its feet and yeah. what not you still go and sign the same shitty contracts that you feel you're getting shortchanged but are yeah. you doing anything about it no uh, are you, you want go- the next job you want you want more. the next job you don't even believe in going and getting legal advice and paying for it so that it secures your own future tomorrow yeah. so how are you then you know how are you justified in blaming anybody for this but yourself that's true i mean yeah. even today with the biggest of artists that yeah. i work with right yeah. you will find that you know nahi theek hai theek hai i don't care i just want to yeah. because you're scared that you you don't want to lose that job you yeah. don't want to upset that relationship with the producer with the record label you know you have other avenues of making money you have endorsements you have your live business you have you know more work that will come in on the yeah. back of that so look at the end of the day and this is something i say in my workshops also that i feel that any relationship and all contracts are a relationship so therefore all contracts all relationships are real a matter of commercial understanding between two parties it's yeah. a give and take and i don't think there's anything fair or unfair about it so yeah. when record labels say that nothing doing i'm going to take 100% of the rights i don't think there's anything negative or bad or villainy about it right yeah. i am paying for it and therefore i think i must control yeah. 100% of it yeah. if someone is able to strike a better deal it's like buying real estate right yeah, today yeah. when you go to buy a house are you going to be okay if the developer said that no you pay me a crore of rupees i'll give you the house but then also give me the right once every year to come and party in your house yeah. you are going to say no dude yeah. i paid you for it now yeah. it's mine yeah. i yeah. walk away with yeah. this i think all intellectual property is has to be thought of as real estate because it is property at the end but of the isn't, day but isn't uh, but but even if it is co and ip is complicated isn't it in in general as as a concept hmm. um i've always found that when ip is shared it does get extremely complex as it if especially if if it's a ip that does again well. equated to real estate hmm. co and property what happens in joint properties hmm. when two owners don't get along ultimately yeah. you're fighting it out for years in court and trying exactly. to file a partition exactly. suit right yeah. but i i feel with co and property with co and ip if it is well thought through and well administered is what right. i say yeah. uh, it's really not that difficult right mm-hmm. like let's suppose you and i own a song together yeah. now really the fight will happen if tomorrow some third person comes to us you don't like the price that's being offered but i like it and then yeah. we're fighting yeah. but if from day one i decide between you and me that yeah. varun even though we co-own this let me take charge yeah. of doing deals i will share yeah. the revenue see yeah. what is the point in owning all ip at the end of the day you yeah. want a, yeah. you want the money you know you Splitting want to see the responsibilities upside. in that sense that's right it. so yeah. if you hold one person responsible at least that revenue is coming in and there yeah. are lesser disputes yeah. so again these are things that have come out of advice out of you know someone who's seen multiple yeah. things there's a reason that you know you yeah. have professionals in the business exactly and, and and what also tends to happen is that I think we let it go also because, like I said it earlier, like we're so hungry to get the next. We're worried about okay, if I don't fight over this contract now, what if it doesn't? Uh, what if this guy doesn't come back to me later? You know, the other thing Seeing is, saying I'm difficult. The difficult word no, around ab- contracts is that that is a big one. But the other big issue also is that, and I'm sure you'll agree with me. Most of entertainment is a clique, right? Yeah, so you're yeah. often working with friends. Yeah. 
where you feel kare nahi yaar apna dost hai kuch nahi hoga right more often than not i'll tell, i'll have clients telling me that listen yaar but go easy ha matlab theek hai jo bhi whatever we are we are on the same page and you know i'm trying to flag uh, saying that guys this is going to be yeah. a problem because yeah. i can preempt it today 5 years down the line these guys are going to head towards a split for having done that many everyone ye dosti yaari mein and you know everything's justified until there comes one day where it's not and then you're wishing that you had given it some more importance yeah. there have been times where i've seen five promoters come together build a company and all have consulted just one lawyer who yeah. you know probably one of the guy brought in but yeah. how do you have one same lawyer advising each one they don't yeah. even think that it's important to have their own set of legal advice yeah um so that's that's i think one of the other big challenges in advising in the business and- especially with content growing the way it is right um, and now there's so much of it being created uh, most times been created so sp- and it's been created at at a scale that we've never really seen um, and at a speed at which we never really seen in that sense this is again something that passes by without people really looking at it and 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 every piece of content creating and putting out on on, on let's say even a youtube or, or, or we going and selling it to an o- uh, ott platform or television network um there are so many pieces in terms of just the ip or the i would call it even the syndication i think what people don't understand is most time you end up selling a piece of content to a a network or or a media house or or a, or a platform um you're telling it like a transaction like you said like you are giving me money for Correct. this i'm giving this to you after this is it's yours Correct. but also there is there's an interesting way to look at it saying okay what if i don't make you pay for all of it can i own it and then i can syndicate it and that's a concept most people don't i still don't get as much and it's a, it's a very strong international concept right if you look at people who own content rights and ip rights globally there are these like if we talk about the of the bani jays of the world and everybody yeah. the amount of like i i saw IPs that website and i was like oh my god the number of ips on this website is crazy what's the i'm i'm just trying to find the balance of how to explain to people how i that is also important to look at i think what happens is it's Honestly today if somebody if I had a fund and I I think about this all the time that god someone just give me like a few crore of rupees all I would do is invest in content and create yeah. IP and yeah. sit on that IP because yeah. I I know today how many multiple streams of exploitation there are yeah. and technology is just going to grow right yeah. Yeah. so I think it takes that little bit of uh you know looking into the future to mm. understand that someday this is going to this is my uh you know interest yeah. on the fixed deposit it's yeah. it, that's what yeah. it is right yeah. because you're going to keep seeing an interest coming back to you every yeah. single time yeah. if you just uh know how to exploit that piece of property well and yeah. again i i will equate this to real estate because i find that's the easiest way to explain intellectual property to people is that if you buy a piece of real estate you only sell it when you think that okay this is great i'm getting the best value but so also there are people who will hold on to it who yeah. will develop say uh you know build a hotel on top of that then like separately give out each room yeah. then okay after 10 years the hotel's run its course and let me build something else on it yeah. but you're being able to do all that because that foundation is still with so you short term versus long term right in short term you can make some money and move Absolutely. away but yeah, it, it's, yeah it's about and even today when you say when you talk of syndication a lot of people don't understand what syndication means right yeah. they don't understand that uh it's not how it was in the primitive days where you made man you made a piece of uh, work made a film handed it over to the producer gave it who you know gave it to a distributor was ran its course in theaters after that you would do a satellite deal and that's that yeah. right 
today you don't you have so many avenues of exploitation even after a film is in theaters it'll go on satellite then it'll yeah. go on an ott yeah. after in, even ott i can divide territory wise that look there are some services that don't have presence in china so i will separate out china sep- give china to somebody else i'll yeah. give the rest of the territories to someone else yeah. um, then again you have uh, different mobile apps who are actually not in that sense uh, big platforms but they only will cater to their own subscribers of that service so yeah. that's another thing that you can carve out so I, like i'm saying again it's a it's a commercial transaction it's yeah. a give and take you yeah. have to know how comfortable you are with the price tag in for giving up your rights and that's, i think that's an interesting way to i i wouldn't say sell but really yeah, it is it is to, to it sell is. the need to have legal counsel is the fact that you also I'm learn sure. to understand how you can get more value out of your own creative right you know, a lot i think of that's times that's way to sell it all all, you cre- all creative <laughs> people this is this is what you need to know you can make more money if you have legal counsel <laughs> no it's absolutely true and a lot of times i have clients who come to me and say i'm not going to part with my ip yeah. you know a network is a, there's a platform that's giving you a large development fee yeah. giving you an enormous production budget you're going to make your production yeah. fee on that budget and you still don't want to part with ip and i really sit them down and i say okay what are you going to do with it do you have a plan yeah your today it's so dear to you that i must hold on to rights why because yeah. i must hold on to yeah. rights yeah. but do you have the means to exploit it yourself mm. no what is it that you really want yeah. you want to be involved in the lifetime of this property yeah. so tomorrow if any revenue keeps coming you yeah. want to have a piece in it so there are other alternatives for example negotiate a right of first refusal Yeah. say that okay i will give up everything to you but i want to be invested in it you keep coming back to me every single time you want to make a prequel sequel derivative yeah. what have you yeah. right negotiate a piece of uh, the revenue share every single time not just for this season but even for yeah. future season yeah. so those are clever and commercial take, right? ways you're of doing it you're reducing your remuneration on day one to make sure you are constantly getting remuneration because if you believe in the ip enough that's how you keeping it long term exactly you know and the, there are so many things on this front and right? i think if we keep doing this this will be like multiple hours of <laughs> of, of, master of, corner, of, of master classes of master classes conversation <laughs> in that front um but i do want to move on to a, a, a specific piece that we do uh, at the end of every uh, podcast it's called uh, uh, i think we maybe have to evolve this name we call it humans of advertising but i think we've evolved it beyond advertising in so many ways <laughs> but it's still going to stick to humans of advertising just for people to like get to know the the guests we have mm-hmm. um and kind of uh, also us throwing uh, coffee with karan questions at them <laughs> what can you whip up in an instant if you were given an instant to whip up something can be food can be a drink can be anything a contract <laughs> a one pager <laughs> <laughs> We we actually had a recent conversation on work life balance on one. On oh one God, I, I'm like the I'm like the worst candidate. I think you'd probably call in a therapist <laughs> right now and like make me do a session. And what are you reading? I just finished this book called Sunburn, mm-hmm. um, and I'm about to start this book called Kalki. So I'm recently obsessed with a lot of uh, mythological fiction. So mm-hmm. I'm going to start yeah. reading that one. And considering you're a music buff, which is where I'm guessing all of this also comes from. As much as you say, you know, I understand yes, music yes. law a lot more. It's a, well, the fact that you are a music buff. It, it has to be that for you. Like, uh, what's on your playlist right now? What are you listening to? Oh God, I have this horrible reputation for listening to shady music. Yeah. Like shady, I'm saying uh, item number shady, which you could have guessed from the yeah. example. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shady Punjabi music. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm a Bollywood, true Bollywood fan through and through. I will like. no random old songs yeah, yeah, and lyrics and data so yeah bollywood through bollywood and through bollywood full full through and through Pre- present favorite ah oh, present favorite um akhmare 
is valid. Eh? All of us. Anybody who says they don't hear that that. I just between that and Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lamborghini is interesting though. I, I must know. say, I first time I heard it, I'm like, mm, I don't know if I yeah, get, yeah, if I same, get yeah. this, I but it just kind of grew on me as yeah, a song. It's yeah. it's got a very interesting yeah. vibe. I'm like drafting a contract no and listening music. to Lamborghini there is, there is in my ears. Good music for for everybody <laughs> to listen to. Um, do you listen to podcasts? I do, I do because actually I'm sort of researching on a bunch of ideas for my yeah. own podcast. Yeah. So I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and yeah. doing homework. Yeah, and, and what do you listen to right now? Uh, I was actually listening to your show before coming on this, but that was again part of my homework, so I could be prepared for what's coming up. There's yeah. another interesting podcast that's actually, um, you know, somebody in LA that does it. That's again based on the entertainment industry and mm. deals that are done in the entertainment business, mm-hmm. uh, and just you know lessons learned. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's it called? I think Hollywood Handbook. Ah. So now that we got all of that out of the way, and the fact that we've gotten the fact that Jaldi Sasta or Acha is the quote yes. uh, <laughs> to watch out for, not just for legal advice, but for any form of work, you cannot get all three. Um, and I think we're going to sign off um, this episode of Advertising That With That. Thank you so Thank much, Pengal, for coming Thanks on. Thanks a ton. And if, if people want to get in touch with you, if they need legal uh, advice, if they need just like touch base, uh, where can they reach you? They can reach me on my email, which mm. is Priyanka at anandanandkimani.com. Mm. And uh, social media? Yes, all social media. Super active, except Twitter. I can't do Twitter. No? No. <laughs> okay. And so I think you remember pretty... lawyers like like writing long sentences, so can't do Twitter. Ah. No, no, but now on Twitter, and I've learned this recently. I feel like an old person saying this that you can actually have multiple. You can create a thread. So if you don't have a long piece, there are multiple tweets <laughs> in a thread, which basically means that now you can talk as long okay, as you want. Okay, then you're giving me a tutorial after this. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to show you the how to that. Um, yeah, and that's the episode. If you like listening to advertising is dead, please check out the Filter Coffee podcast with with my bearded friend Karthik Nagarajan. He talks about some very interesting things. He's doing the Tamram version of Coffee with Karan, uh, and it's very interesting to 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 follow and listen to the conversations he's having. Thank you.